my name is Beth Hendry Yim, and I'm the host of Vital Moments in Naturopathic Medicine. I'm here with naturopathic physician John Yim. With kids heading back to school, most people are thinking about the ABCs, but things aren't quite the same this year as in past years. Not only do we have COVID to consider, but also an uptick in the frequency of colds and flus. John, what are some very simple things parents can do to fortify their child's immunity? Well, Beth, the first thing that parents can do is look at the basics. And here I'm talking about food. You know, a lot of the kids' um, uh, favorite foods are full of sugar. And we know that sugar, any kind of sweeteners, can have a weakening effect on the immune system. So if kids are eating products like breakfast cereals that are loaded with sugar, they're heading off to school having had a meal that actually weakens the immune system. So cutting down the sugar in your children's diet and hydration. I know you don't, um, kids may not want to be running to the bathroom all the time, you know, whether in school, but being well hydrated is really important for your immune system. Beth, did you know that when you're dehydrated, it's easier for viruses to penetrate the mucous membranes and infect you? I did not. So... Being well hydrated, and we're talking water here, not Kool-Aid or sugary drinks, can help the immune system defend against uh, viruses. Sleep, you know, this is probably more of an issue with teenagers, especially nowadays that, you know, some teenagers are working or, you know, they're on social media, um, they're playing with their devices later at night, and maybe going to bed later than they should, and then still having to get up early to get ready for school. Young children and teenagers need a lot of sleep. And if they're not getting enough sleep, that can affect the immune system. Now, you said earlier um, about food and no, no sugary breakfast cereals. What is a good thing to have in the morning? Well, starting the day with, with some kind of protein is always good. If your children are not allergic to eggs, you know, an, an omelet or scrambled eggs um, with some whole grain toast. And if they're gluten sensitive, you know, something that's gluten free. It could be a, a, a protein shake. That's how I like to start the day because in my protein shake, I not only put in protein, but, you know, the a greens product or a vitamin C powder. So even with your, your kids' uh, breakfast drinks, you can make them very tasty, you know, adding half a banana and berries, but loading them up with, with immune-fortifying products that I can talk about a little later. So is there any other foods, like um, something that's going to carry them through till lunch? Well, I, you know, one of my favorite hot breakfasts is, is slow-cooked oats. Mm. Now, the, the breakfast that I do with oatmeal, it's a minimum amount of oats. It's, it's, my oatmeal is actually a vehicle for other things. So I may put blueberries in there. I may put uh, chopped pecans, walnuts. I may put a scoop of protein powder. And you put an egg in. Yes, I do. <laughs> Listeners, this this strange doctor, when the oatmeal is cooked, I'll crack one or two eggs in. And because the oatmeal is so hot, it um, the egg whisks up and it's just like egg drop soup. But, you know, it's uh, it's got two whole eggs in it for protein. Now that would keep you going for quite a while. Actually. And the other thing I put in there, which also keeps the satiety down uh, mid-morning because, you know, it is a carbohydrate breakfast, even though there is some protein, is healthy fats. I like to include some um, coconut oil. And for uh, listeners that have this challenge where, you know, they're eating and then they're feeling hungry again very quickly, 
Look at the amount of carbohydrates in the meal compared to the amount of protein and healthy fats that are in there. So when I put a dollop of coconut oil, I'm getting some healthy fat that's really good for the brain and the children going to school. Isn't that wonderful to, you know, give them a food that will not only keep their blood sugar stable, but will actually feed the brain. What kind of nutrients are we looking at for the fall, coming into the fall, coming into um, cold, flu, and COVID season? Yes. What nutrients should we be focusing on with our kids? So that's that's hence the, the title of the podcast, right? Uh, forget about the ABCs. Think about the A, C, D, and Z. Or here in Canada, we see a Z. But being trained in the States, Z rhymes with C. So... <laughs> Hence those four nutrients, right? You're very corny, you know. I know, I know. (laughs) You're very nerdy. (laughs) What can I say? So yes, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, and the mineral zinc are four nutrients that I use extensively for fortifying, strengthening the immune system, and also helping people overcome if they're fighting something viral. You know, these are some of the nutrients I'll use. There are other herbs that I use as well, but I'm, I'm kind of focusing on these four nutrients because it's so easy to work these into your kid's day. So A and D, are those the two vitamins in halibut and cod liver oils? Correct. You I know, remember taking cod liver oil when I was younger. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I talk to my older patients, a lot of them remember getting cod liver oil when they were young. And, and some tasting of, terrible. Well, some of them uh, got it, something called... Um, Scotch emulsion, and it also it had kind of molasses in it. So these adults remember it not being that bad tasting, but most older adults, you know, um, turn turn up their nose when I mention you know giving taking cod liver oil, and but it was a really important public health measure, you know, in in the old days, people knew that if you didn't get enough vitamin D, then you're more prone to rickets which is softening of the bones, or what we call osteopenia. And the vitamin D in the cod liver oil in the winter, when you're not getting enough sun, would replace what you would normally make by getting sunshine. But besides getting the vitamin D, it came along with vitamin A. And vitamin A and vitamin D are both extremely important for immune function. I didn't know that. I I thought it was just focused on uh, bone. Yeah, I think that in the past... That's what most people were thinking about using it for. But what they weren't aware of was that the, you know, a tablespoon of cod liver oil, there's a thousand international units of vitamin D, which is a good amount, especially for a young person, but 10,000 international units of vitamin A in a tablespoon of cod liver oil. Now, can that be toxic? Well, A and D are considered fat-soluble vitamins. And what that means is that they can build up in the liver. Whereas the water-soluble vitamins, you, you can you urinate them out if you get too much. So there is a concern. But we're talking about therapeutic doses, not excessive amounts. So when we are working with children, we have vitamin A in drops. And for maintenance through the winter, we're talking one drop of vitamin A instead of one tablespoon of cod liver oil. And in that one drop of vitamin A, it's the equivalent. It's, it's 10,000 international units of vitamin A the equivalent amount of, as what you would get in a tablespoon of cod liver oil, but without the oil. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have drops that have both A and D together, or are they separate? I do, but they're not as high. Like I have the A separately, 
and then we have the vitamin D separately in 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 a thousand international units, or I have one that my adult patients take that has uh, 500 international units of vitamin D3 along with vitamin K2. And I say with adults because they're more prone to osteoporosis and the K2 is important for moving calcium into the bones and into the teeth. And not that kids don't need this, but oftentimes it's it's not as big of a deal yet in children. So, you know, the, the one drop a day of the thousand, you know, one of A, one of D, boom, you've got what you would get in a tablespoon of cod liver oil. How do you get a kid to take the drops? Can you put it in their water? You were talking about no, hydration. No, what you do is during their meal, you get them to stick their tongue out and you put one drop of A and one drop of D on there and just have them keep eating. Does it taste it? No. If you're eating a meal, you would hardly even notice it's there. Some kids could be pretty picky. What about in their smoothie? Could you put it in their smoothie? The problem is, you know, if you're making a six ounce or eight ounce smoothie and you're putting it in the blender, you're going to lose a lot of it in the side. You're better to put it on their mm. tongue and have them chase it with the smoothie. Now that makes sense. Right? That way they're tasting the smoothie. They don't take taste the A or D. And then they don't not, taste that bad anyway. No, they don't. Really, they don't. They're very mild tasting. And for the adults. I mean, I don't think the D tastes like anything. No. And like I said, for the adults that are listening, try it yourself first and see what it tastes like. But if if you feel that your kids might find it objectionable, um, have something ready for them to drink, put the drops on the tongue, and then have them drink whatever fluid is in the cup, and they won't even notice it. You mentioned vitamin C. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of kids will take an orange to school. Do they not get enough in an orange? So here's the thing, Beth. You know, we assume that citrus fruits are loaded with vitamin C, and theoretically they are. But the challenge is is that because these fruits come from, you know, tropical or hotter areas, they're usually picked green, and then they're ripened en route or they're gassed. So a tree-ripened orange may have 50 milligrams of vitamin C, but we know that most of the oranges that we eat from the grocery stores are not tree ripened. And the other thing is that once something is picked, the longer it's been in transit and sitting around, nutrient content actually decreases. So who knows how much vitamin C is in that children's orange, you know, that they eat, you know, once a, d- a day or a few times a week. And most children's multi or chewable vitamin C, they're usually 500 milligrams. So you'd have to eat 10 tree-ripened oranges to get what you would get in one chewable <laughs> vitamin C. So do the math. And how, how, you know, how, how easy would it be to get your kids to eat 10 oranges? Not so easy. No. Now, with vitamin C, especially if it's chewable, you know, I encourage parents to have their kids at least rinse their mouth, but definitely brush their teeth because the ascorbic acid can be very hard on the enamel of the oh, teeth. Oh, that's good news. That's good information. Yeah. So if they chew their vitamin C and run off to school, uh, that vitamin C is sitting on their teeth. And what about the benefits? Like why vitamin C for the immunity, well, for the immune system? You know, all of these vitamins, and I'll, I'll lump vitamin, uh, the mineral zinc in here as well. What we find is that these particular nutrients help to stimulate the activity of white blood cells, right? The more aggressive white blood cells are, the better job they, they have in gobbling up viruses in your system. The AC and zinc also help to strengthen the mucous membranes. 
So that means the membranes in your sinuses and your, your airways, those are mucous membranes. And so the stronger uh, they are, the more difficult it is, just like with hydration, the more difficult it is for viruses to penetrate if those membranes are nice and strong. So A, C, and zinc are antiviral, they boost the immune system, and they strengthen the mucous membranes. Whereas with the vitamin D, it, it works to, um, it's a regulator of the immune system. So it, it strengthens the immune system if it's weak, but if the immune system's overactive, it can have a calming effect, as in allergies or autoimmune. Is there anything else that you would like listeners to know about these four nutrients? Well, if you have any concerns about dosing, especially with the vitamin A and D, you need to talk to your naturopathic physician about that. And the reason I say naturopathic physician is that even though medical doctors may approve of your children taking some form of uh, of uh, minerals or vitamins, they're not as well trained in dosing these things. So with dosing, it depends on your, your children's existing diet, whether they have any um, pre-existing conditions, um, and also, um, you know, how easy are they to take? So what form? You know, do they have to have it in drops? Are they older? And can they take it in a capsule and swallow a pill? So these are things that you can discuss with your naturopathic physician. But another thing I want people to know about these nutrients is that one of the... Um, side effects of any kind of viral infection, and especially now that we know about COVID, is that part of the damage that's done in the body is the inflammation that's aggravated by the virus. So the inflammation comes when the body ramps up the immune system to try to fight off the virus. And in some cases, that inflammation is actually um, too strong of a reaction. And so that inflammation, if it's not managed, can actually cause um, damage to the airways and damage to the rest of the body. So things like vitamin A, vitamin C, and zinc are also anti-inflammatory. So we know now that especially with uh, COVID, in uh, places like China, they were using high doses of vitamin C in COVID patients to help manage the inflammation. So I'm not here saying that these supplements are going to prevent COVID, but what I'm saying is that um, we could, there are ways that we can help improve the function of the immune system and manage inflammation naturally to try to decrease some of the side effects of viral infections in general and not specifically COVID. Wonderful. Okay, so that's it for this podcast. Thank you, John, for answering those questions about You're welcome. Uh, the ABCs and or the, a- <laughs> the ACD. And Z's. I can't get used to saying Z. Uh, and we will be discussing on, in our next podcast more about magnesium. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm.